Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. Spring football is here. Just a few more days until Rhett Lashley and the Mustangs take the field for the first spring practices under his direction. And we're going to break down the offensive side of the ball heading into spring, the questions, the breakout players, things that I'm watching as we get to Watch this team take the field. Some new faces will be out there for SMU as well with some of the transfers who enrolled. And we're going to break it all down for you guys on this edition of the podcast. But first, some thoughts on SMU basketball. They enter a key week for the NCAA uh, tournament run. They did lose to Houston in, quite honestly, convincing fashion on Sunday. Out-rebounded, just dominated on the glass in SMU. Uh, They did close it to single digits in the second half, but ever since it was 4-4 early in the game, Houston just took over and uh, never gave up control of that game uh, at Houston. So a tough loss for SMU. It dropped them down a little bit in terms of the first four out teams. Not going to spend too much time on the game. Really, SMU couldn't keep pace offensively and uh, gave up way too many second-chance opportunities to Houston, and uh, the Cougars cruised to that. So... Thursday night in Moody, SMU will take on Cincinnati, and then Sunday they'll wrap things up for the regular season against Tulane. Two very winnable games for SMU as far as the seeding goes for the AAC tournament and keeping their NCAA tournament hopes alive as well, and then we'll see what they can do in the AAC tournament to potentially get into a better position for that NCAA tournament bid, and we'll be tracking it all for you on theponyexpress.com. So that's done and over with. The dead period ended on Tuesday as the calendar flipped to March 1st. And we'll, of course, also have uh, your recruiting info to come as visits pop up for these players as the spring really gets underway. But the main focus, spring football for Rhett Lashley, starts on Friday morning. Uh, We'll be out there with your coverage of that Friday and Saturday. And then it kind of gets into uh, one week uh, or a couple weeks of uh, of spring football before they hit spring break and then culminating with the April 8th spring game uh, at 7 p.m. that Friday night. So be sure to follow it all on theponyexpress.com. Seven-day free trial for those of you who listen but haven't subscribed to the new site. Uh, Tons of growth on that, so we appreciate you guys who have subscribed and are following us as our spring football coverage continues. We've got plenty of uh, spring previews that have been rolling out lots more to come this week pretty much the rest of the week I'm going to be churning out the rest of our position previews as well as uh, just some general stories on kind of what to expect this spring impressions of the staff heading into spring and what SMU must accomplish as spring football begins so be on the lookout for that now looking at the offensive side of the ball for SMU let's start with quarterback and for the spring before Kevin Henry Jennings arrives on campus this summer It'll be Preston Stone battling it out with Tanner Mordecai. And I mean, we could talk, and we will this offseason at some point, spend an entire podcast talking about the quarterback battle of Preston Stone, Tanner Mordecai. But to whittle it down for the spring, you've got a couple things to watch. They both have to see, you know, how they adjust to the new playbook, picking up the terminology and uh, meshing with the new coaching staff. But you also want to see improvement for, from both of those just physically and you know how they play the position and things like that and for Tanner Mordecai I think you want to see more consistency from him you want to see an improved deep ball consistency and making sure he's taking care of the football I think those are the things that 
you know, looking at him just as a player that you want to see. And last year in fall camp, and and certainly if you go out to practice, you get you can see he's got the ability, he's got the strong arm to make throws down the field. We didn't see that really called at all last year under Garrett Riley. But now with Rhett Lashley, they're going to take shots down the field. They're going to take those opportunities to try and get their playmakers the ball. But you want to see more consistency from him in that respect. I just think at times last year, one, just consistency overall wasn't there, especially in the teeth of conference play. But when you're not asked to do that as much, it's kind of a weird situation maybe. I mean, I'm just... Not looking for excuses, but it is one of those things where he showed the ability and I'm surprised they didn't call more deep ball plays just in general because he showed that in practice. And maybe if there is a higher clip of them called, maybe he has more success. I mean, even a a pass interference call could have helped SMU at times last year. Just getting those shots down the field, maybe loosening up the box would have helped the run game, things like that. But overall, looking for more consistency with Tanner Mordecai. And I think you'll see that. Uh, in the spring, I mean, you're going against your own defense. You're going against, uh, you know, a, a secondary that had struggles last year, and so you want to think that they'll be able to find some success this spring with that, despite having to replace Reggie Robertson and Danny Gray. Now you flip over to Preston Stone. He pressed for the early part of fall camp, had a good off season, but just eventually kind of hit a wall in that freshman freshman fall camp and. You know, towards the end of the season, he got some opportunities, uh, still redshirted. But I feel like with Preston, he does a really good job, if you've been out there at practice, of extending plays. But for the most part, knowing when to say when and throwing the ball away. And I think that's important as well. He needs to continue to develop in that respect. Uh, can't take big losses and can't, you know, be, uh, you know, careless at times. He, like I said, does a good job throwing the ball away. Just you want to see more consistency as far as not trying to do too much. Uh, I think his accuracy is there. You, you can tell he's very engaged with practice, very engaged with his teammates. I think we're going to see him take a big step in that regard. I know this is a true quarterback competition. You know, Despite what Tanner Mordecai did last year, you've got a new coaching staff, one that recruited Preston Stone. So I won't say there's pressure to play him, but there's probably a little bit of, you know, for Preston, familiarity, comfort, in this offense because he did watch Rhett Lashley coach up this offense, call this offense uh, when he was a recruit. So maybe that helps him a little bit as far as his comfort level. And then we'll see kind of if that translates to the field as far as him taking the next step at quarterback. For SMU at the running back room, you got Trey Siggers back, who's healthy. You've got Ulysses Bentley back, who's healthy. You know, for those two, I think we saw a very consistent running back in Trey Siggers He'll run the football for SMU. He averaged five yards a carry. And then Ulysses Bentley, the same kind of similar story. You, you've got to see him, uh, similar story for him as, as it was a year prior. you got to see him stay healthy. Because when he's on the field and he's at his best, and he's one of the most explosive running backs, honestly, in college football, averaged 6.7, I believe, yards per carry on last season. And, and really, when he was on, like I said, you see that TCU game before he got banged up. That was what SMU needs from him all year. He had some success against Cincinnati as well. SMU probably should have run the ball a little bit more in that contest, but they didn't. They didn't get to it early enough until it was kind of too late and they were playing from behind. But for him, you know what he is. This is just more so about making sure he stays healthy, making sure he's you know, got his reps you know, quite honestly watched 
And then you have the rest of this running back room. You know what you're going to get with Tyler Levine, a physical running back who can really you know, be that short yardage guy for the most part. But then you have TJ McDaniel, who was cleared to return to football uh, this year. And so we'll see what he looks like. Does he have that, that explosiveness that you know, saw him get a good number of carries early in his career and be the starting running back? And can he return to that is probably one of the biggest questions of spring football. If he's cleared to return to full team activities, if that's something that you got to feel pretty good about as far as what he's going to bring to the table. And then your two run, young running backs, Monte Dawson, who had a, a shoulder surgery at the beginning of fall camp, missed the entire year. He's kind of a gadget player. SMU can get involved and see what they've got in, with, with him, uh, which will be exciting to see. He was always kind of a home run threat. Uh, coming out of high school, and then Brandon Epton, uh, who really physically looks the part of of you know being that next great SMU running back. Uh, he had his moments last year where he really impressed. I think this is a huge spring for him. If I'm pegging somebody as a breakout candidate on the offensive side of the ball, I really do believe it's going to be Brandon Epton, uh, and SMU certainly has a good one. You know, coming up in him, we'll see what happens. Of course, everybody asks about. Um, you know, is Kamar Wheaton going to come? We're continuing, of course, to monitor that. He's still in the transfer portal and hasn't committed anywhere. But if, you know, for whatever reason, either if Kamar Wheaton doesn't come or just he has the spring that he's expected to have, I think he could factor in a lot more to this running back room this season, which would really be big for SMU because that's just another, uh, you know, runner that you can rely on, another guy you can give the ball to. And physically, he was ready to go from day one. I mean, he really was. He looks the part. Uh, he's really, really talented. And I think he's got a bright future ahead. So I'm kind of pegging him as a breakout candidate for me uh, heading into this spring. We move into the tight end room, which this room, I mean, you lose Grant Calcaterra, who was as good as anyone in the conference last year, uh, probably didn't get used as much as he should have. I mean, honestly, with Rhett Lashley, he probably would have seen you know, quite the quite the season, just as far as consistently targeting him. And then you've got, you know, a crew of, of guys who have now been here a year or veterans. Uh, you've got Ben Redding returning. We'll see if he can turn into, you know, something at the tight end position as far as a uh, down in, down out type of player. But you've got Nolan Matthews Harris, uh, who really, you know, came in last spring. He had the the hand wrist issue uh, and rec- and played through it in the spring. And then got hurt, you know, about halfway through the season, I believe, last year. And, and with Grant Calcaterra seeing so many reps and Tommy McIntyre being that blocking guy, he just didn't see as much time. This year, I think he's got a chance to break out as a starter in that tight end room. You also have Simon Gonzalez, a former Texas Tech transfer, who was hurt a lot of last year as well, but came on late, played a little bit more once he got healthy. And then you add Cam Allen, uh, the transfer from Michigan State, Big, big body. I think he could end up being your kind of blocking tight end. He's a good athlete. He can bring something to the table in that respect. Um, but this tight end room has a lot of competition this spring. There is a lot of room to grab reps, to grab you know an early footing as far as the starting spots with that offense. Casey Woods loves the tight end position. They're going to get a good one this summer. And R.J. Maryland, kind of a hybrid tight end wide receiver uh, that they signed out of South Lake Carroll. But for this spring... This is a chance for these guys to kind of grab the position by the horns and, you know, really try to stake their claim to some early playing time, which, like I said, I'm excited to see. I think they're a really, really good bunch uh, that has potential. 
you want to see more consistency out of all of them. And they're all, outside of Ben Redding, young in their own respects, whether it be with experience or kind of, you know, not having played much or, or, or that COVID year kind of factoring in. This is a group that the SMU in the past has really relied on, especially under Rhett Lashley. They've got to have a big spring out of them. And I think Nolan Matthews Harris is one to really watch there as he settles into his second year on the Hilltop. When you look at the wide receiver room, you, we talked about earlier losing Danny Gray, looting, losing Re- Reggie Robertson. This this crew that they've got returns Rasheed Rice. He's the headliner. When I talked with Rasheed earlier this offseason, Rob Likens hired. You've seen what he's been able to do with receivers in one year. You know, he talked about Charleston Rambo and what he did down at Miami. Rasheed Rice reuniting with Rhett Lashley has to be excited about his opportunities. Again, kind of consistency is what you want to see more of. But this is his year. This is his money year. Uh, you got to believe he's headed to the NFL after this year if all goes well. Uh, and I, I think the, you know, the sky's kind of the limit for Rasheed Rice. They're going to put him in different positions to succeed. Uh, Rhett Lashley, Rob Likens talked to him about moving around and, and playing different spots to kind of get him the ball, a la what they did with James Prochet at times uh, in you know that 2019 season especially. And so SMU has that headliner in Rasheed Rice, but you look at Jordan Curley coming back, he's somebody that can really, I, I think if he, he, he kind of got banged up halfway through the year, he was somebody that I felt like in fall camp was really going to be um, a, a big-time player, could have started. And, and I think this is the year that he takes that next step. He works about as hard as anyone. I mean, when we first met the entire SMU coaching staff, it was Jordan Curley catching passes and or uh, working on his breaks, working on his routes in the dark, not complete dark, but in the dark of the indoor practice facility by himself. That's the type of you know worker SMU has. They've got a young receiver in Dylan Goffney who had his moments last year, but I think this is the year you look for him to kind of you know turn the corner. But if he doesn't, they do have Bo Corrales, who's coming in from North Carolina, a graduate transfer, uh, somebody that is kind of a big play outside threat when healthy. And uh, SMU staff got to see him up close at Miami when they played him against North Carolina. And they really targeted him right away. He's a Georgetown, Texas native, coming to play his final year of college ball at SMU. Kind of a ball winner. They need him on the outside. You know, this receiver room is kind of missing that bigger-bodied outside playmaker that's been consistent. They've got Calvin Wiggins still on the roster. Uh, Austin Upshaw has played some snaps there. They they can kind of move some guys around and see what they have. But if you look at Bo Corrales, he's that strong, big-bodied guy that I think they want on that outside. And if he pans out, this offense is kind of back to right where it was. I mean, if you have a starting crew that's producing at a solid level of Rasheed Rice, Bo Corrales, Jordan Curley, Dylan Goffney, guys like that, I mean, you're really in a good spot. And then from there, you have some younger guys that – you know, you want to see maybe break out Roger Daniels, Jalen Record, uh, guys like that. See kind of where things go in that respect uh, with the wide receiver room, which once again has talent. I would say the depth is is certainly a question when you start to move into the season and kind of what to expect. Now we move over to the final piece, the offensive line. Garen Justice has this group. He's going to try guys out at different spots. There's certainly a lot of, uh, I think, kind of, Questions because one, you have Joe Bissinger who's going to arrive in the summer. He's not on campus just yet. 
and right now you lost Hayden Hayden Howard and you lost Alon Ali. Uh, this is a group. Uh, Kobe Bryant's out the door. He's played some snaps. Now you need some of these younger players to really step up. But you do have Jalen Thomas back. He's back in the fold. I'll be interested to see where they fit him in. Justin Osborne's probably been the most consistent guy on that offensive line. He's back again. Marcus Bryant, you want to see him. If there's anyone that has to take a huge step, it's Marcus Bryant at one of the tackle spots, probably left tackle, and then Branson Hickman in the middle at center. SMU really was high on Branson when he first got to campus. He, he got nicked up at the end of spring practice last year. That COVID year kind of hurt his development. And so he got back into shape. He got healthy. And fall camp, he just kind of hit a little bit of a wall. That was a real battle going into fall camp. At least I felt like, and, and a lot of that staff felt like, and now this is his time to take that position and you know stamp his claim to it because Joe Bissinger could be somebody they look at this summer at center if he if he's not at one of the guard spots. Uh, you've got a ton of competition across the board uh, with this offensive line. I mean, I'm going to highlight a couple here. Ben Sparks is somebody who was coming on strong last year. Probably would have played some time in the the game against Virginia. Dalton Perdue was pushing for one of the tackle spots, got hurt in fall camp. That really set him back. And so this is a group, and then and then you have you know guys behind them all, Thalen Robinson, Danielson EK, um, you know, Henry Mossberg, Tay Brooks, they're all still there. And Marcus Smith, can somebody step up and push? That's going to be the question for this group because last year we talked so much about how SMU had this veteran group. But they also had guys pushing them, right? You had uh, Branson Hickman kind of pushing for that center spot. You had Marcus Bryant who was pushing, Dalton Perdue who was pushing. And now, and you had Bo Morris out there too who was getting pushed. Now it's kind of like, okay, you have some starters back. You have some guys that have played a lot. But the guys behind them now haven't necessarily played a ton of football but they do have some upside. There's some upside in there that you've got to like in them. Garen Justice has to pull that out of them. I think SMU can still go out and find another transfer as far as uh, you know adding competition to that room. And, and I think that could very well happen. Jacob Waller and Rhett Larson will arrive on campus this summer. But then Joe Bissinger will as well. And he's going to factor in right away. Uh, he's somebody that has played a lot of football for Virginia. Um, you know, really has a lot of respect uh, from Sean Griswold uh, and from everybody I've talked to. Just There's a lot of respect there with what he has done in his career and now kind of dropping down a level, so to speak. You would expect him to really be able to step up and take some snaps and, and push to be a starter. So this offensive line room, it's really going to be interesting what happens with them in spring ball. It's probably one of the biggest storylines out there, as it always seems to be. And if you're SMU, you want to pull the most you can out of them uh, before you add Bissinger and you add uh, Jacob Waller and Rhett Larson this summer, and then we'll kind of see where things shake out. So uh, to kind of summarize, I, I, I think the the breakout candidates for me, I, I tend to circle Branson Hickman again and, and see if he can take that next step. I think you look for Ben Sparks, Dalton Perdue uh, to really step up on the offensive line, Nolan Matthews at tight end. Um, uh, Jordan Curley at wide receiver really stamping his claim 
and, and Brandon Epton at running back are, are the guys I really am high on heading into spring and in terms of what they can do and kind of stake their claim to some more playing time this fall uh, with the work they can do in the spring. Biggest questions for me, offensive line, you've got to see that that group step up and, and kind of be more consistent. I, I mean, that's that's what it was uh, in the past for them. They needed to be more consistent. Uh, I think Rhett Lashley and his ability uh, that he showed at SMU the first time around, I feel a little bit better about the direction they're going to go as an offensive line. And part of that is the the running back room and kind of where it's at. Everybody returns. You've got that whole group back. You add a TJ McDaniel into the mix. Um, and, and now you can you know see maybe if, if that brings the cream to the crop in that respect. I think you want to see guys emerge at receiver and really, again, show that they're going to be reliable starters. And then the quarterback competition, of course, we, we, we talked about for a while. That's kind of the storyline with this offense heading into spring ball. And a lot of it is stuff that's going to be you know, continuing out into fall camp and, and as they potentially add more transfers and, and we'll have to see how it works out in the game. But I, I do think this group um, is is really, um, you know, has the ability to be good once again. And I think Rhett Lashley's play calling, I think the, the talent they return, you know, that can allow, that, that can happen. You know, that offense can come together and be really, really good once again. There's just a lot of questions as far as what it's going to look like, who's going to be the starters, which we'll see how that plays out over the course of the next few months. But it starts with spring ball on Friday uh, morning. We'll be out there for your coverage. We'll hear from Rhett Lashley and some players as well. We'll have your coverage uh, with Liam Fitzgibbon, and uh, we will keep you up to date as spring practice gets underway for SMU. Please keep it locked on theponyexpress.com. We will have you guys all covered with everything related to the Mustangs as they kick off spring ball. The dead period is over. Recruiting is going to heat up. And of course, we'll have you covered on that front as well. Lots of tidbits to share on the recruiting front. That'll start next week. We'll start sprinkling those in as far as you know, setting the board for you guys, You know, kind of giving you prospects to really, really watch. Uh, there were some offers that went out this week and SMU continues to be active on that front. A couple that I do want to highlight, Brock Glenn, uh, out of Memphis area, uh, a quarterback that's really on the rise. He's picked up multiple Power 5 offers. Somebody that out of uh, the uh, Lausanne, uh, Lausanne uh, Collegiate School, uh, he's nearing that four-star status. He's a top 25 quarterback for the on-three consensus. And SMU entered the mix. He's had Kentucky, Missouri, Vanderbilt, Cincinnati offer, uh, and he's really picking up recruiting steam. We're going to check in with him and see what he thought about the SMU offer. Wesley Greaves, out of College Station, A&M Consolidated, added an SMU offer. He's a big wideout, 6'1", 185. I think he's somebody that SMU sees as a downfield threat, a ball winner. He's got North Texas, Tulane, Buffalo, Utah offers, and others. I think he's somebody that is really excited about that SMU offer. He's one of the top targets on the board for SMU at that position, and so he added an offer as well. Uh, this week. So that kind of wraps up this edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. We will keep you guys up to date as far as everything uh, SMU spring football, so don't miss out. And we will catch you later this week to preview the defensive side of the ball for spring and uh, also um, you know, catch you up on some of the latest recruiting news on the defensive side of the ball as well. So 
Hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the podcast and everybody has a great week. We'll catch you next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.